I mean, why not? You're whelping just fleet after fleet of, you're killing everybody. You're just awesome, right? And so ended up, we had to stop fighting them. We had to blue ball. We had to blue ball them and just be like, hey, <laughs> blue ball tactics, guys. No, no fights. You, if you're not going to fight us in EU time zone where we're strong, and you're definitely not going to fight us in US prime when we're strong as well, and you only want to fight in Australian time, well, we're not going to fight you then. <laughs> going international over the next few days since Drew and I spent the last week or so in Iceland. A three-day convention solely dedicated to celebrating the community around CCP Games EVE Online, a massive online war that's been going on for nearly a decade now. We shot nearly 13 hours of footage that week, and while Drew starts putting together videos of our misadventures, I wanted to share a few of the many interviews we conducted while at FanFest. The best way to understand what makes EVE so appealing isn't by talking to the developers of the games. It's the fans. Fortunately, not only were there more than 1,400 EVE Online fans at FanFest, many of them were Giant Bomb members too. One such fan was Zakken, who's part of the Gentleman's Agreement Alliance. Did you know players have wars based on time zones in EVE Online? Did you know alliances will staff up based on having more players from certain parts of the world? I'm not lying, and I have an interview to prove it. Hey guys, I'm now sitting down with Zakin, who is not only just a member of the Giant Bomb community, but also, this is your second time coming to FanFest? This is actually my first time at EVE FanFest. Oh, okay. Um, but you are, you're part of one of the larger uh, corporations, alliances, I get, my, I get my terminology confused. I'm part of Gentlemen's Agreement, which is an alliance in the CFC, which is the coalition that lives in the north, headed up by Goonswarm. So, how, how many people are in Gentlemen's Agreement? Uh, I think we have, I'd have to look at a map again, but I think we're up to 3,500 uh, characters in the Alliance. Uh, maybe more, I haven't, I haven't looked recently. So does, does your Alliance have like a certain strategy or certain things that you guys get up to? Well, I mean, we have, we have certain signature kind of fleets and, and doctrines, the way we like to fly. Uh, we have you know, certain tactics that we enjoy. We, we like to do things well. I mean, one of our things we stress is that, is that you, you fly competently and you do things well. You do things at, at a basic level that you fly your ship well. You know what you're doing. You don't, don't, be, don't act dumb and local. Don't talk smack. Just be professional. You know, be polite. Be efficient. Be a gentleman. So actually kind of trying to push back on like a lot of the culture that usually comes up when you play like really confrontational games like EVE? Well, I mean, you know, some, some groups act a certain way, do certain things, spam local in a certain way. And, what and does that, spam local mean? Well, uh, it's one of those things you have to just kind of experience. But, <laughs> um, but you know, put, you'll have to just kind of experience it. But it's, you know... Don't talk smack. Don't do that. I mean, if you're going to take somebody's stuff, you're going to take it. If you're going to lose, lose gracefully. Don't cry. Don't, you know, just just be a man about it. So have you, as Gentleman's Agreement, been up to anything nefarious lately? Like, what have you guys been up to in EVE space? Uh, we're coming off a deployment right now. We went and helped uh, some friends of ours, uh, Legion of Death. They were... Uh, we purged a region next door to us. We live in Vale of the Silent, and we were helping to purge uh, Geminit 
And I think, I don't know, not entirely sure what uh, XIX death is going to do with that. I was talking with uh, one of the FCON Sky Marshals or FCON Fidelis Constellatus, something like that. I was talking to their Sky Marshal last night um, about what they were up to with that and their, their plans with that. But they had been working on it for a couple of weeks now. But uh, just finished taking another region for the CFC and I don't know what's next. We'll see. Um. So one of the reasons we're talking is because you, you said you had a good story. Do you have like a specific one in mind that you wanted to, to retell? My favorite story, well, my favorite Eve story was during the Branch War back in Christmas time of 2011. Uh, we were, when the CFC went to war with a, an alliance called White Noise that used to exist and live in Branch. They're primarily a Russian group. Uh, expected a really nasty war. Ended up, White Noise just collapsed. They were just like tissue paper. But anyway, uh, they still had friends. They had friends like NC Dot and Pandemic Legion. And this was back when tracking titans were still very powerful in the game. And they would literally drop 50 titans on 600 maelstroms. And I remember uh, DBRB, the guy that, uh, the big red boat, that the guy that was at the Alliance panel in the Admiral outfit, he was FCing one morning while we were reinforcing structures in Branch. And uh, every FC has certain ways of doing things that you land at this and you align a certain way to get some momentum going so that you have transversal. Um, and uh, we landed, reinforced, started shooting, uh, I think probably an industry hub. And uh, all of a sudden, they dropped 50 Titans on us. And That's a lot. So like, like for context, like a Titan can take like months, a year to save up enough money for, right? Like, or, and to lose one is like a huge deal. Right, but this is back, you, you know, this is back, back in the day when they would, you could drop 50 tracking titans on 600 maelstroms and 600 maelstroms couldn't do anything to them. Mm. They were, it was literally very overpowered and it was, it was good for CCP to fix that. But they, uh, they would drop, they dropped 50 titans and they could whelp, just, just kill off 600 maelstroms in a, in a half an hour. Just, just wipe them out. 600 got, you know. So, anyway, so they drop 50 Titans on us, and uh, DBRB says, oh, 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 align planet one, align planet one, get some trans, you know, get transversal. And everyone starts clicking their buttons, and they're like, uh, boat, we're on planet one. Uh, align planet five, align planet five. So we could realign planet five. When that was all said and done, we ended up taking the station, and uh, when we lived there, uh, in Branch, the UBTAC station was called UBTAC Aligned to Planet One because we were always aligned to Planet One. <laughs> um, one of the things that we were talking about just before we flipped on the camera was like people like use time zones against other people because like depending on the regions you're in, like explain a little bit about how, how that works. Well, I was we were talking about time zone warfare and how EVE is unique and you know why say even Iceland is such or Eve Fanfest in Iceland is such a neat event because it, it brings groups, you know, North people from North America can come, people from Europe can come, Russians can come, you know, people from all over can come. And since Eve is a single shard game, we all share the same kind of universe. So if you're fighting Russians, if you attack their structure, they'll time it to come out in Russian prime time, which might not be your strongest time zone. Likewise if you're defending, if someone attacks your stuff, you'll time it for Say, like, if someone attacked our structures, we would time them for, say, <clears throat> U.S. prime time. Or if, uh, say, uh, what was it, when we fought, um, trying to think of the last people we fought. We, oh, we fought uh, 
gents and uh, and goons, we were fighting <clears throat> some NP uh, people that <clears throat> excuse me were based in NPC Nolsec. They would time their stuff for downtime because it was very it's very hard for us to we don't have a lot of Australians. So and they have enough to be able to reinforce their to repair their structures and bring them out and save them. So you time them for times when you're strong, your enemy is weak, and that's why if on a single shard server, everyone interacts with everybody, and you have to t you time for your best. So does that mean that like you guys end up recruiting based on geography? Like, hey, we're really weak in this part of the world, and and this isn't working out for us. So we need some more we need some more Aussies. Well, I mean. There are there are very strong groups like when when, when the CFC was fighting NC Dot in the Tribute War, we were talking about uh, UMI Station. Uh, NC Dot had a very strong Australian uh, group, and what they did and it frustrated us for weeks and weeks and weeks was they would time everything for for to come out at, at Australian time, and we couldn't even, you know, we could maybe have a hundred guys in fleet, and they were you know. It, what happened was, ended up time after time, we had to reinforce the, the whole region every night until they got just sick of fighting us. And then we finally took it. So have, you're part of like a pretty active uh, alliance. Like, have you ever had moments where like you get a text message in the middle of the night, hey, we fucking need you to get out there and defend this thing, like, or we need you to go do something in the middle of the night. Like, does it, does it get that crazy sometimes? People do alarm clock for things. I... You know, I've never alarm clocked. I've never done it myself. I, I work a crazy enough schedule it is. I live in the U.S., but I work nights. So, you know, I have, I have what, we, what we call strong alts for towers. So I'm at, up, up at different times of the day so that if, say, somebody attacks our towers or attacks our structures, you know, I might be awake. I can go do those things. But I've never personally done it. But there are people that alarm clocked. I mean, we were... I mean, it was part of that tribute war. We ended up feeding fleet after fleet of Drakes to NC Dot, and they loved it. And it fed their morale. I mean, why not? You're whelping just fleet after fleet of, you're killing everybody. You're just awesome, right? And so, ended up, we had to stop fighting them. We had to blue ball. We had to blue ball them and just be like, hey, <laughs> blue ball tactics, guys. No, no fights. You, if you're not going to fight us in EU time zone where we're strong, and you're definitely not going to fight us in US prime when we're strong as well, and you only want to fight in Australian time, well, we're not going to fight you then. <laughs> you know, so that, you know, fights are often determined by blue ball tactics, and it's not good. It's not necessarily good for the game. I mean, there's a reason why, you know, that the, the whole test and the CFC thing, the HBC thing kind of didn't happen was, you know, who knows what's going to happen. You're both strong in very good time zones, and... Who knows who's going to get blue balled, and then it just gets real nasty real quick when it gets the nasty solve wars like that. I feel like uh, I've talked to a lot of people that either like or dislike Eve Online, but there's always like this moment very early on when you play where you have like your first big either fuck up or you lose this ship that you've invested forever, and then like the it's either you fall in love with Eve because of that moment and how much anger and like sadness you're experiencing. Or you realize this is not the game for me. I'm wondering if, did you have a moment like that early on when you played? It took about like six months for me. And I was, I was a high set care bear. I was doing industry. I was building ships. I was helping alliance mates. And I was, or I was court mates at that point. This was before I even went to Nullsec. The only thing I really enjoyed was our weekly court room, corp rooms, corporate rooms. We'd roam into low and Nullsec 
we were bad. We were terrible. We would all die horrible deaths. And that was the only part of the game I really liked. And I was literally about to quit. And I said, you know, I haven't played this any part of this game. There's a whole other aspect to it I haven't even looked at. And I ended up looking into it, and I joined Gents. And that was, you know, two years ago, and I haven't looked back since. But, you know, EVE is a commitment. You're going to say, I'm going to try to play for, say, six months or a year. I'm going to try to find something in this game that I'm going to like or I'm not going to like because there's many aspects of the game that you won't like. But try to find something you like and latch onto it and try to enjoy it. And once you find that one thing that you like, keep looking for other things because this game, this game is limitless. It offers you many different types of things that you could do or want to do or things you haven't even considered that are out there. Do you remember the first time you went into PvP? Because I've heard that's a really <laughs> stressful experience. I remember taking a rifter out and we went into Nullsec and frequently, uh, I don't know if Giant Bomb uh, community necessarily knows, but uh, oftentimes when these the systems that border uh, from low sec to null sec, they're heavily bubbled. They're usually camped, and uh, so I remember taking my rifter with our corp, jumping into null sec, and there's this massive ship that I had never seen. I didn't know what it. It's like, oh my goodness, what what is that? Started burning away, burned out of the bubble, warped to a celestial. He, you know, he's shooting at me the whole time. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die. You know, it, just typical noob stuff. And <laughs> ended up got, got out. I warped to the celestial. I'm like, oh sweet, yes. He killed like two two dudes in my corp room. I'm like, oh man. You know, here I am in this null this null sex system. I don't know where the hell I am. I'm like pulling up maps on my on my other computer. Like, okay, how do I get home? And so then I start trying to start warping around different stuff because. You know, I don't know if he's probing me. You know, I'm all stressed at this point because I'm literally, I, I don't know what the <laughs> hell I'm doing. But I've, I've read enough to know that this guy, he's after me. He's, ta he's saying things in local. He's calling me names. And I'm literally, like, just stressed out. Just like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And if I warp and I don't, I get just caught by, a, by the bubble because uh, they put a block bubble. So you're warping to, a, to, to the gate from somewhere else. And you'll get caught in what are called block or drag bubbles. Get caught in this block bubble, start burning away again, scrams me, boom, pops me. I'm in my pod now. I'm like, okay, line, line, line. Oh crap, I'm still in the bubble. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm gonna get, boom, potted. I'm back. I'm back at home. Upgrade my clone. GG. Good game. <laughs> so, and. But, that, you know, I just remember just, you just get that sweat going. You just get the, they call it the PvP shakes. And I'll even still get it. I remember, gosh, it was, this was two months ago. We had uh, PL, uh, Pandemic Legion, came into Vale the Silent. They were roaming around in, uh, in, uh, in Nagas, in uh, Tier 3 Battlecruisers. So uh, Nova Rain, uh, one of our lead FCs, who is awesome, I love you, love you Nova, if you're watching this, formed up a... One of our, our our favorite fleets, which is uh, Gentlemen of the Road, which is vagabonds, scimitars, very fast moving, uh, will we'll get on you and hurt you. Uh, formed up probably 20 vagas with support simis and uh, some fire tails as tackle. And uh, went after them and uh, hot dropped them. I loaded grid really quickly because I have 
I have a fairly good system, so I I have Eve on my SSD, so I load I load right as soon as I jump in, start burning at these guys, you know, try to get some transverse on them, and the whole watch the whole whole local lock me up. So I got all these Nagas locking me up, and Nagas deal a lot of damage. Boom, insta pop my my Vaga. Start trying to warp in my pod. Boom, pod me. They wipe like half our fleet. Now I've literally lost. You know, easily a you know a couple billion isk in ships, easily, easily. I still got that shakes. <laughs> still, every as soon as I saw I they, they yellow box me, red box. So yellow box means they're targeting you. Okay. Red box means they're actually shooting at you, hmm. or attack. You know, using E war or something. Whole fleet yellow boxes me. Whole fleet red boxes me. I broadcast for shields. You know, I need reps. I'm gonna get shot. Help, please, medic. And uh, still got the shakes, even though, like I said, I've been in, you know, it's like the, like that in Blade Runner, you know, I've seen the thousand ships on the, the shoulder of Orion burning and blowing up. I've seen that, you know, <laughs> I've seen fleets just get wiped out. You know, I've seen a hundred times, but you know what? Every time you go into combat, some party just gets that, gets the, gets the shakes gets the cold sweats going there's real there's real consequence you know it's not you can't just go quick load like you you're like you said you're going to lose millions of dollars hundreds of hours of time invested into a specific ship or a specific uh character and like that's that's it seems like that's what people are addicted to is how high can you raise the stakes both for being victorious and then also what you can possibly lose if there wasn't consequence then it wouldn't be it wouldn't mean anything I mean that's that's why that's why people put assets on the line. That's why you. That's why I like that Eve has consequences. If you win, there there's resources to be had. If you lose, there's resources to be lost, and there's reasons to fight. There's reasons that you want to play, and there's reasons you want to fly. Flying is awesome. Flying in space is cool. Flying in combat is awesome. Um, it just like I said, if if it meant nothing, if it was. TF2 over and over again, and I got a thousand hours in TF2. You know, I've played competitively in TF2, and it's fun. But you know what? It's variants in the same game. You know, at least at Eve, you can change fleet comps, you can change tactics, you can do all kinds of different things. And there's always money on the line. It's not just press button, receive bacon. Cool. Well, Zach, and so much. Thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate you telling us all these oh. crazy stories. That's like my favorite part about this is just like everyone know, doesn't just have one story. They have a million stories about about their time in Eve, and it's been really fascinating to listen to all of them. Thanks.